Baby girl, won't you come and hold my hand? Won't you come and chill out with the Virgo? Hey girl, just come and hold my hand. Won't you come and just chill with the Virgo? Sipping on Merlot, you ain't gotta be my girl though. I drop you off at Willoughby and Merlot. Smash with the Virgo, ain't got to take a shirt off. You see me convince your homegirl. I'm really excited about this. When Shana said that we got this opportunity, I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> I really felt like the stars just aligned. It was so perfect. You are not alone because, you know, I've been trying to get this astrology thing going, but I'm also working, you know what I mean? And I'm moving, moving to Sin City here soon. I'm in Washington okay. right now. And Washington it is a winter storm. Washington State or Washington, D.C.? Oh, I know. I, I forget that I'm talking to Black people because the only Washington we recognize is D.C., but I'm um, states. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. So you're on, you're on Pacific as well, PST. Yes, I am. And it is like, let me see if I could take y'all. Y'all didn't ask for this, but I'm going to do it anyway. I want to see what's going on outside. I know y'all got dumped on. Oh, my God. <laughs> You don't even know, honey. You don't even know. Don't even look at these boxes. Don't even look at these boxes. Oh my goodness. Wow. White already. Ooh. Wow. Oh my gosh. All right. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> so that's where we've been at. I'm like, I don't need my power to go out. This podcast needs to happen. So I'm going to need everything to just work out. But yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah, I've been trying to move and do my whole shebang bang with this astrology thing. And my best friend, who is a Scorpio, she was just like, you should do like a reading online. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to give anybody their information out if they don't want to. And I'm not going to put it on my my platform like this is their information it's very confidential so i wouldn't i wouldn't want to profit off of that you know what i mean mm -hmm. it should be on their platform so yeah. when you guys hit me up i was like oh my god here we are <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll definitely put I, thought, I thought it was perfect yeah i was like yes and she's a sister like oh my gosh this is great yeah, right. when you say that, I mean, we really have only had maybe, like, one white guest, I think, like, ever. Yes, but we have. However, I just think that in the astrology space, it's so hard to find yeah. Black, you know, people who actually, you know, believe in it, practice it, or whatever. I mean, you were literally the second astrologer I've met, you know, of color, aside from Mystic Lipstick, who is just this person that I know online, who I like follow. And I'm like, wow, you know, like finally someone else who I can learn from. So yeah. 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 There is definitely a diversity issue within the astrology community. And people mm -hmm. are doing their best. I, th I think recently there's been there's a revival of astrology that's been happening. And I've been included in that where folks are starting to realize like this stuff really does work you know what i'm saying and yes. 
a lot of black people who unfortunately the tale of slavery puts us through a specific type of Christianity that shuns astrology. And um, a lot of black people have just been told me to be included that it's just of the devil and it's of the dark arts and it's evil and you're worshiping other gods if you participate in it. And um, that has left a lot of black people not being equation. Yeah, to get the beautiful aspects, the perceptions and perspectives that come from astrology to better learn yourself and the people around you. Mm-hmm. That is so interesting. Christianity is really, uh, you know, this is obviously a different discussion, which we probably won't get into today, but that is such a divisive tool from white people put into our communities and our spaces to literally just keep us down and keep us oppressed. And I mean, I think about Christianity in Africa and how oppressive it is. And it's just like really scary, (laughs) honestly. I don't know how else to describe it, but yeah, that's very, very true that a lot of black people are missing out because of, you know, their other beliefs. So Correct. We do our part. That's why we're here. You know, Shana and I are trying to create a space and a platform for experts like you to come in and teach us, teach our listeners. So that's really why we're here. We are already court- recording, but if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself and we can go ahead and get started. Okay. 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 So <laughs> my name is Seven. Everybody knows me as Seven, like the number, not Steven. And I am an astrologer, African-American, proud to be African-American woman who really studies astrology literally every day. I felt like once I got introduced to the real parts of astrology, knowing that you're just not your sun sign, understanding the different planets and how they aspect to different other planets and how things make... um, things change like once you realize oh the moon means feelings and emotions and nurturing and mercury is about communication and learning and and oh when you have your communication and learning planet in Sagittarius because Sagittarius be out there wilding out uh your mercury could be a little (laughs) bit in detriment you know because they trying to have big fun right and mercury is about small details So when you find out stuff like that, you realize why you ran into, I'm a Virgo, just to say, as far as my sun sign, (laughs) my sun sign is Virgo. (laughs) So I, for me before, like I've always, I've always been into astrology, always been into astrology, but I was a preacher's kid. So both my parents were pastors and I knew that diving into it isn't something that I could do out in the open. So I studied kind of secretly. And it really wasn't until the quarantine, to be very frank, that I started doing classes. But beforehand, I'm like, I'm a Virgo, okay, so I can't deal with Leos, and Aries need to go somewhere, and y'all are just too much. I don't like Aries at all. (laughs) (laughs) See? Like, so that's all I had really was just trying to learn what was going on around me and the people who were around me, but I didn't really dive into uh, the different types of planets and all of that until honestly about a few years ago. And then I started taking actual classes once the quarantine started because I had time. I'm working from home. So 
So I had time to go in and learn under a traditional astrologer, which there's nothing wrong with traditional astrology or modern astrology. It's just different types of lenses that you look through. So yeah, that's where I'm at. I'm at. Like I, I enjoy astrology. I'm getting to know the planets. They are my friends. I talk to them all the time. And I really love doing readings. They're very transformative. People that I have done readings for have been really like on the rise. And I've been really excited about that, seeing them kind of explode into this person that they are. Because for me, astrology is about acceptance of your weaknesses and your strengths and knowing what they are and how to use them. So there are no bad signs. There's no bad signs in the Zodiac beforehand. I'm like, oh, well, yeah. Aries is the bad sign. Yeah, they are the bad sign. (laughs) But now that I know better, I'm like, no, everybody brings strengths and weaknesses to the collective and we need everybody. So that's me. So real. We do need everybody. I honestly, (laughs) you saying that, like maybe I knew that was true, but you do think about there being bad signs all the time. Like, uh, even you have to like it's good to hear it. Yeah, yeah. Even with Spell me it having Gemini in my natal chart, like I was like, oh god, I can't believe I'm associated with Gemini's. Like that is so crazy. And now it's like I need that. You know, we need every piece. Yes, but- finding out that I had a Leo moon crushed me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I. Now I'm depressed. Now what do I do with this? A Leo mood? Ew, it's like such a big part of me. And then when you learn, like when I get into you all's readings, when you have a day chart, right? Your sun is more important. But if you have a a night chart, your moon is more important. So there's a lot of people who are like myself who are Virgos and they don't really relate to the stuff that they see in the magazine because they're a night chart. So they're more their moon sign than they are their sun sign. stuff like that so finding out that i'm a night chart and my my moon's in leo (laughs) so So it's you're really giving more leo than anything (laughs) (laughs) and people see it it's like it's it's obvious i mean right 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 on the podcast you'll probably see me in the picture but like my hair is blonde. Yeah, I was I am say, not, your hair is giving Maine right now. It's giving very much yes. love. <laughs> I, I literally glow. Like, that's the sun. I, I mean, when I walk into a room, I'm very big. My personality is extremely huge. So, like, that's not Virgo. Virgos are really just like, I'm going to sit in the cut and I'm going to see everybody what's going on. And I'm going to, you know, have a dialogue with myself until somebody comes and asks me a question. That is not the life I live. Mm-hmm. Wow. That, yeah. So that means there's something in Sydney's chart that's giving her a more, a bigger personality when she walks in the room, too. Because she's definitely, I see, like, you know, similarities between the both of you when it comes to, like, just being very, like, sociable and yeah. personable and stuff like that. So... I'm excited to unpack that. Before we get into it, we'd love to start the show off with an icebreaker. Okay, yeah. Today's icebreaker for you guys is, when was the last time you surprised yourself? And what was it? (sighs) When was the last time I surprised myself? I'll let you go first, Seven. <laughs> I want to say. Of course I go first. Um, you know what? This Aquarius stellium that's happening in the sky right now. Um, 
I honestly, Aquarius is in my sixth house. I'm a Virgo rising on top of that, child. Um, so having a Virgo rising means that my sixth house is going to be Aquarius. And when I found out that the Aquarius stellium was going to happen this month, I was like, well, I mean, that ain't going to do nothing to me. I'm going to be cool. Lies. I was not cool. Um, the busyness. Because the sixth house represents your daily environment, your daily routine, your work environment. The busyness that came with it was crazy, okay? So when I'm in the midst of, like, there's some stuff that was going on. I'm a bonus mom. So my children were going through things. So I was making sure they were good daily. And then I'm moving and packing. I'm making training documents because I'm on my way out of my job because I'm moving. Mm -hmm. and um. Just trying to work out and be a wife on top of that. And to not get overwhelmed. Like, I remember going to sleep like, bitch, you did that. Yeah. You handled right. every one of these motherfucking problems. Can we cuss? I guess it's too yeah. late. No, you can yeah. cuss. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My bad. You handle every one of these motherfucking problems like a boss. And I just didn't expect one for me to even be so busy I mean we're talking like I'm doing readings in the midst of all of this like it's crazy but I handled it and beforehand um this is talking about anybody listening to uh and I know that you can relate Virgo energy has an anxiousness to it uh there's this combative inner dialogue that happens because the perfectionism is on 100,000 trillion so when you do something amazing, you downplay it or you still find a flaw in it. And instead of me doing so that, I was like, no, bitch, you did that. Like you juggled every one of those tasks like a boss. And we're going to celebrate that. So the break in the anxiousness, in the nervousness, in the worry, in the perfectionism that came with this Aquarius stellium in my house of busy work pretty much was just, it was a surprise. It was a surprise and I enjoyed it. That's awesome. And I'm going to go next because right. you're right about, you know, me wanting to a lot of times downplay my accomplishments. I think that Shana and I may have asked this question before on another episode and she actually had to pinpoint something that happened in my life. I had got a grant last year for something for work and she was like, isn't that surprising? Like, you know, you, that was a huge accomplishment. Isn't that surprising? You right. Know, you know, that, something to that nature. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Like that was a huge thing that happened and I never right. a grant before. So it was just incredible that I actually won it. Um, so I'll say um, recently I had to do a bunch of press um, my grandfather was recognized for um, his work in professional sports. So he's going into the Pro Ho Football Hall of Fame. And I had to do a bunch of press for it. I was doing, you know, TV interviews. And I really was like very calm, cool and collected. And usually I'm like nervous, nervous, nervous. And then once it starts, I calm down immediately. But like, I really wasn't even nervous leading up to this. You know, I was actually pretty excited about it. I didn't stumble over my words a bunch. You know, I really knocked out these interviews. So I'm going to say that's what surprised me recently. Yes! I wasn't even. Yes. About it. So, yeah. 
Uh, I would say for me at this time, I just love this working from home thing. And I've been able to really just be extremely productive. Like it's a really busy time for me right now at work. And I've been able to still braid hair and like do all these things. Typically I'm tunnel vision, you know, like kind of wanting to get one thing done. But now that I've opened up this hair business and all this other stuff, like I kind of have to juggle things a bit more. So it's just been nice to see that come to fruition as well as dealing with large amounts of money and being able to allocate things the way it needs to happen and not lose my mind. So I'm really happy about that as well, like with the whole budgeting. Yeah, you've really been on some time management stuff because my good people have like four clients and really be getting those appointments completed in in enough time to make her, you know, and she's working a full-time job on top of that. So it's like, right. That's very, very impressive. Yes, very. (laughs) It's been, it's been, it's definitely been helpful. And it's crazy because with the, I, we, I just learned with what Stellium was this week. <laughs> so, you know, when you mentioned like all the, the planets and Aquarius, like six planets, I'm thinking like th- this must have something, you know, it just, it has something to do with it. And I would have never yeah. thought of it or it wouldn't have even crossed my mind um, prior yeah. to this week. So, yeah, anybody right now, you can tell what house Aquarius runs. Cause it's very obvious, like whatever topics hyped up this week, that's, that's the house that Aquarius is in. So for folks like myself, like not myself, but my husband, his birthday is between 8 PM and 9 PM. Mm-hmm. His parents don't really know. And for whatever reason, his birth time is not on his birth certificate. So it's, he's either a Leo rising or a Virgo rising. And to find out which one he is, all I have to do is wait for something like this to happen. Yeah. And I where the Aquarius is. He's been so creative right now. He's been so creative. So that means to me, his Aquarius is in his fifth house and he's a Leo rising. So it's stuff like that that can help anybody clarify where your Aquarius house is and what Aquarius really means to you specifically. You could clear that up with stelliums like this because you're like, oh, okay. For me, I know it has to do with work environment and busy daily routine stuff. You know what I mean? For you, it's just you. Like you are on display. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. are di- like you are in the middle. Your identity <laughs> is being like shaped by these planets because yeah. it's so packed. You know what I mean? So it's you and your identity and what you want to present to the world and what you, what energy you want to put out there. Oh, okay, let's start the reading. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. I'm like, who is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> like, let's get on with it. Okay. Well, who wants to do what first? I'll go first because, you know, uh, Aquarius, so we'll make hers the headliner. She can go second. Okay. I like it. Okay, okay, okay. So you do have a night chart. Mm-mm. So what this means, and I like to like not only talk about readings, especially in environments like this, but I like to give you all information so that you can look into your own charts and find more things and you don't have to always rely on me. Yeah. Yes, that's really not a great business practice. <laughs> 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 but I want to get the information out there more so than get the money. 
You get what I'm saying? So I'm going to be talking to you as if I'm like teaching you certain things so that you can go back and look into it your own selves. Okay. Both of you all are highly high intellectuals. (laughs) Jeez. So researching and looking into stuff is going to be your thing. I know. I know. Okay. So let's, let's start with that. Okay. So as far as a, uh, a night chart or a day chart to figure out which one you are, you're going to look for your ascendant and you're going to see where your sun is. Is your sun above the ascendant or below the ascendant? If it's above the ascendant, you have a day chart. If it's below the ascendant, you have a night chart. So it's very clear. Okay. And that means the moon is going to be a bit more, um, important to you Sydney because you are in a night chart that also means that Saturn is going to be a little bit more malefic for you than a day chart it's going to be a bit more challenging Mars will be like a constructive challenge you know what I mean like you know when you have like a hard conversation yeah and those hard conversations are constructive they're not necessarily just combative for no reason that's Mars for you. But Saturn is here just to teach you lessons. Like Saturn don't give a fuck about you. I mean, he, he does, but like he's here to challenge you and get you some obstacles so that you can mature more in life. Right. He's more direct on that. And then Venus is going to be more of your benefic. question. I just want to jump yeah. in. I don't want to forget yeah. the day chart and night chart. This doesn't just to clarify for our listeners, this doesn't mean that I was born at night or, do, or are those two things? No synonymous like not necessarily i mean your descendant and your ascendant will it's like where, where the sun rises and where it falls so just i mean yes yeah. and and no but you really need to look at where the sun is on your birth chart okay. so you can't just assume that like i was born at five o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. but i'm still a night chart yeah, it's getting very close to sunrise by that time. So Correct, yeah. right, which puts my sun in the first house because it's on its way to go above the ascendant. Yeah, Does that make sense? Yep, I see. Okay, mm-hmm. that sounds good. So it, you have to still look at it, but it, it's kind of like that. It just, you know, there's a little nuance there. Okay, you great question. Venus, go ahead. Yeah, and Venus is going to be your great, your benefic. You're going to look to Venus for a lot of juicy stuff. Doesn't mean that Jupiter won't be giving you a lot of juicy things, but Venus is the one that's really like, I got you, girl. I got your back. Okay. Okay. So those are the differences between uh, night and day charts. Okay. So I'm going to start with your moon because your moon is a bit more significant than your sun. Okay. Okay. So your moon, ma'am, is in Gemini, which I'm sure you know. Mm -hmm. And your Gemini is uh, your Gemini moon is in the 12th house. Okay, what's that mean? So, Sheena said that you and I have similarities because my moon is also in the 12th house, so I can really speak to some of these experiences. The 12th house, like I said in the beginning, there are no good or bad zodiac signs, right? Mm -hmm. However, there are strong and weak houses, Okay. And I'm teaching from like, I'm speaking from a traditional astrology standpoint. So modern astrologers may have a different standpoint and it is a okay. Nothing is wrong with either one of the standpoints. They're just different glasses that you look through. Okay. But I'm speaking from a traditional astrologer standpoint. So the 12th house is arguably the weakest house. Okay. And it's the weakest house because any planets in there 
really have a hard time expressing themselves in this dimension. Because we're on another level. Correct. If you think about the time that you were born, you were born at your ascendant, like the line of your ascendant. That's when you came into the world. That's why it's so important to astrologers to get the correct birth time. Mm -hmm. So you, you came in here. But right beforehand, that's the 12th house. That's when you were trying to get out of your mom. Oh, okay. That was the time. You were in between. You were in between space and time. You're in between dimensions. The 12th house, the 12th house, I like to say, is like the the house that deals with the invisible. Mm. Okay. So like the spiritual aspects, the spiritual dimensions, it deals with uh, mental health a lot, a lot. Um, it also deals with like hospitals, uh, jails. It deals with people who are vulnerable to those things. Mm-hmm. So when you have a moon in the 12th house, you have a kind of not, I don't want to say psychic ability, but almost like that. You can absorb a lot of spiritual things, emotional things just by being in a room with somebody else. Mm. Okay. You get what I mean? Yeah. There's this communication that's happening because the moon is about your emotions, how you nurture. And there is this feeling that you'll get of somebody talking. They'll be talking to you and you're just like getting other information that they're not saying. Yeah, I think that's very true. Mm-hmm. I do. I mean, I'm thinking of instances where, I mean, and Shana, you know, where I'm just like, I don't really know why I'm unable to connect with this person, but I'm just not feeling that. I'm not feeling it for whatever it is. Yeah. And um, that I really am guided by that. I really pay close attention to that because... You know, I think that it's important to have some sort of chemistry. I mean, and I'm sure you anyone could relate to this, but I definitely think it's important to have that initial chemistry. And I'm not always willing to kind of see how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. just like, yeah, I'm not really feeling it. And like, that's just, it is what it is, you know? Yeah. I'm going to, you know, go down this road as, you know, many curious people can be. So I think that that's very true that I must, I must be kind of picking up on, something else that that's as you mentioned the invisible yeah absolutely and there's some certain dimensions like if you do believe in parallel universes or if you believe in the 3d 4d 5d spiritual aspect you're connected to those other realms always Mm -hmm. through your emotions through your heart that's what you're you're always connected to those things yeah the thing that that's funky about having a moon in the 12th house is like, sometimes your emotions are kind of playing in the background. I call them like background programs that are happening on your computer or on your phone. Like they're happening, but you're not really aware of it. And so like your battery is drained. Yeah. You need to close the windows, sis. You yeah. need to close the windows. <laughs> Okay. Or address yes. it, you or or take it to your to that tab so you can see what's right. going on. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes. So a lot of people who have moons in the twelfth house like need solitary time. They need space, 
And it's really just to kind of run through those emotions and try and figure out what is it that you actually feel? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because something, the things that are happening on the surface isn't necessarily what's happening with your particular moon, with your emotions. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I'm like, any questions? No, so far. This is good. Yeah, no, no questions yet, but I'm, I'll probably have some, but not yet. Okay. Okay. I just wanted to give space and please jump in. Either one of you, if you do have a question. Okay. I'm very loquacious. I could talk to a wall for three hours. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Another thing about the moon, we're going to talk about your moon being in Gemini now, because we're just talking about your moon being in the 12th house with your moon being in Gemini in the 12th house, you have a very imaginative world that goes on with you. Like you're not just an intellectual, but you have this ability to like explain abstract ideas. Mm. You know what I mean? Things again, we're talking about like things that are happening in the invisible, but because you have a Gemini moon, verbal articulation is something is a talent for Gemini's. They know how to articulate information to other people and explain it and have conversations about it and just be curious about it. And you have the ability to bridge the two to not only talk about abstract, but bring it into a rational kind of conversation. That is so, a a lot of people call me a wordsmith. I mean, maybe I call myself that, but like, I know a lot of words I speak well, I write well. Um, I definitely think that that is very true. Like, I can think of instances where I have had to break something down to like a a attainable or palpable version. And I I can do that confidently. Um, Dang, man, what's up, Gemini? Yeah, people often think of Gemini's as being this two-faced, flirtatious, dual personality kind of, you know, energy. And it's not to say that Gemini's don't have that. The Gemini energy does include that. That's kind of the weaknesses. But those weaknesses can be either um, strongly expressed or played down depending on the aspects, which are just connections that are happening between two planets. And depending on the aspects within your chart. So if you have a lot of squares or oppositions and you have a, a lot of Gemini heavy energy, it's possible that you will be dealing with that duality and trying to figure out like, am I this person or that person? But it's not always just that, you know what I mean? Gemini's are really curious folks and they have a real great ability, like hunger for just information and, and facts you know, they want to just know about everything. And there's, there's nothing wrong with that. We need people in the world like that to ask the question. So I'm pretty sure because the moon deals with your mom, you probably asked a lot of questions to your mom growing up. Yes. Lots. A chatterbox and always asking why. And it was very annoying to people. Very. Yeah. And I was always like, staring at things like I was really trying to and misunderstood misunderstood we call Sydney nosy all the time you know like <laughs> nosy nosy like she's always wanting to know more information about somebody else or something else and you know it could 
very well not be that is just curious or whatever like just yeah. try to gather more information for her own yeah. you know research or whatever yeah i i definitely i'm connected <laughs> connected are <laughs> the, the downside of that curiosity is that they enjoy some good tea some gossip mm-hmm. I, do. I really do and the one thing that i like i feel like sometimes honestly the gossip just comes to me like i don't even really have to seek it out all the time especially the older i get yeah but I also kind of realized how like i don't know i don't want to say it's like sacred to me but i just feel like getting that information like i want to keep it now to myself because you know i just feel like this is privileged information you know <laughs> i want to just like, hold on to this I don't that makes sense. To have it out to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That makes sense. I just makes- I want to be on the know, but I don't think all of y'all need to be on the know. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Let's see, let's see, let's see what else you got here. So let's talk about some aspects that are hitting your your moon. Okay. So you have a, a moon square mercury aspect. Okay. Okay. So what that means is articulating your feelings can be a little bit overwhelming. Like it could be in a position where, again, it's back to those background things. You know what I mean? There's, there's stuff going on back here. This is definitely giving me like my romantic relationship energy. Like I really struggle with this because I mean, I am thinking a mile a minute in these relationships that I've had. Like, I just cannot even turn it off. And then when I'm trying to even express like one piece of something that I'm thinking, it's like, I can't even, then I can't find the words, even though I know a lot of words. Yes. What ends up happening is that your Mercury is, is exalted. So there are certain planets that enjoy being in certain zodiac signs. There are certain planets that like, like, it's like, this is home for me. Uh, I think the way that it was explained to me is that, okay, when you go to your home, you know where everything is. You could go through medicine cabinets. You could go cook in in your kitchen because you know where everything is. You're comfortable. You're flowing, Right. If you go to your grandma's house and let's say that your grandma is in love with you, your grandma is going to be doing everything for you. Mm-hmm. Trying to cook. Oh, my baby here. Let me cook their, their favorite meal. Oh, you can't have that. Cause that's seven's blanket. Why would you yeah. even be under seven's blanket? My grandbaby don't come and visit me every day. Like that's her blanket. Like that is a planet that is exalted. Okay. But you don't, you don't need to be going through grandma's cabinets, though. You don't just start going through everything. Like, grandma will be like, that, that room over there is wrapped in plastic, and you cannot go in there. Right. Because it's not your home. Yeah. Even though you're feeling honored, though things are being done for you, it's not your home. It's right. So still got to mind your business. You still have to make sure so the thing that that's really fun about mercury though mercury is at home and exalted in virgo wow so you have a mercury that's in virgo so you have a planet 
that not only feels at home when she uh, when she's like cooking and doing whatever, but she's at grandma's house and grandma has given her full range to do whatever she wants to do in that house. She can open up any cabinet. She's just been there 24 seven. So that's her home too. Okay. That's the mercury that you have. So it is high functioning. Okay. So with all of that, with mercury being about the planet of learning, communication, writing, your siblings, transportation, when you have all of that and it's at its optimal peak, Mm -hmm. what actually happens is that you become really anxious between the ears because it, it functions so well that it keeps doing this. Like we're talking about learning. We're talking about communication. So your mind never stops because Mercury is just like, I can do whatever I want here. So I'm just going to go crazy. And you're really <laughs> observant, but it, it, it just never stops. So to have that energy attached to your moon yeah, and your moon is in Gemini and Gemini is also ruled by Mercury. Oh, wow. Wait, hold on. It's levels to this. Wait a second now. Okay, so, okay. So my, okay. I will let you keep going because I need to understand. I don't know if I really understand that. How is my Gemini and my Virgo both in Mercury? Is that what you're saying? I'm saying that there are certain signs that are ruled by certain planets, right? Right. Yeah. And the two planets that are ruled, I mean, the two signs, the two zodiac signs that are ruled by Mercury is Gemini and Virgo. Okay. Okay. Got it. So whenever you want to look at what's going on in those houses, the Gemini and Virgo house, no matter who you are, you need to look at where your Mercury is. Yes. Okay. And your Mercury happens to be at home at grandma's house. Yes. We're being exalted and we're being at home at home yes missile is what we use <laughs> as astrologers <laughs> yes. so i mean there is heavy mercury energy and mercurial people are extremely intelligent very curious great learners you have the ability to absorb information you know what i mean people other people have to like study and blah 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 you could go to class and absorb it and you got it okay <laughs> she's cute but the the thing about it is that your mercury is also retrograde right okay yeah let's talk about the retrograde so what we finally mean? i've been like wondering and what does that mean during the mercury retrograde like so during the Mercury retrograde is a different conversation. Okay, got it. But when you have in your natal chart a Mercury that is retrograde, or any planet that's retrograde, any planet that's retrograde, we're talking about internal stuff. Okay. So whatever that planet expresses or it stands for or represents or symbolizes, it happens on the inside. Of you. Okay. Got it. So that's more stuff that's happening inside. You still have more internal worry and nervousness and anxiousness. It's even more happening on the inside in your head. 
You can't get out of it. You can't escape it. It's what just, do I wow. do, Seven? What do I do? It's so <laughs> heavy. It's so <laughs> It's very it, much anxious energy. Like, it's a lot. It's a lot to deal with, honestly. It wow. really is. And a lot of people, um, I have an exalted Mercury, so I'm coming from that space also. A lot of people will be like, oh, you just need to sit down and meditate. And if, if you meditate, then all of that anxiousness will just melt away. That is not us. Yeah. That is not how we're set up. <laughs> right. It's not a mm -hmm. you, ma'am. Okay, let's talk about me. I have a Leo moon. Leo is a fire energy. Mm -hmm. In order for me to calm this down, this mind of mine down, I have to do action-oriented things. So like running or high-impact circuit training, exercise in some way, and then this calms down. Mm -hmm. For you, you have a moon and it's an air element. Gemini is an air element. Mm -hmm. So for you, ma'am, talking about your emotions is so important. Oh my God, I have to go to therapy. This is crazy. Like I literally have been dragging my feet about this therapy thing and I obviously need to like vocalize what's going on. Wow. I think I'm getting like red. Like I'm really getting red right now. <laughs> this shit is beautiful. It's honestly, it's like, it's beautiful to me because yeah. literally everything, you know, that we've talked about from like, you know, the anxiety from just as it relates to you, Sydney and stuff. It's just, it's all, it's all just making sense now. <laughs> right. There's nothing, there's nothing, nothing to really figure out except for knowing your birth chart. I see like, yeah. <laughs> like the answers are in there. Right. The answers are in there. Wow. Yes. This is not. I'm mind blown. Now this is like some deep shit. Okay. This is. Yes. Yeah. Post People, you like they think it's about something else, and it's not. It's about really diving into your again your strengths and your weaknesses. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Wow. We need to talk it out. Ooh. Okay. This is why. This is why I love astrology so much because there's so many things about myself and about other people that I will never be able to explain I can't I can't find the words but somehow when I like read about things about myself or other people it's like wow this is this is why you know like it's just sometimes you just need the words or need some help yes it is a language when I first mm -hmm. started to learn it I was man I was driving my friends crazy they would be something like oh it's snowing outside and I'm like, you know what? That reminds me of frozen water, which is a Scorpio. And the Scorpio energy <laughs> and it purifies everything. Like, it was too much. I was doing the most. Right. right. So <laughs> <laughs> it's so My poor friends, if y'all are listening, I'm so sorry. I couldn't help it. It was everything. All I kept, but it's the language. Yeah, and once right. you learn, like once you're starting to learn Spanish, you're starting to learn it and read it, you need to have that dialogue in order to like get the language in there. But that's neither here nor there. It is a great way to give you another perspective of what you already know. I'm only saying what resonates with you. Yeah. There's a lot of different theories that astrologers have as to what astrology is. Um, I'm an agnostic girl. So it literally translates to I don't know. When you're talking about religion, for me, I just don't know. I don't know. I don't know 
about God. I don't know. I don't know. I want to know. So I learn a lot about it. But for me to come to you and be like, this is the way I'm like, eh, maybe, maybe not. I, I don't. confidently. Yeah, I don't. I really honestly don't know. I wasn't at the beginning of time. So I can't really tell you for certain that this is one thing or another. Mm-hmm. But that's neither here nor there. It's another way. It's another set of words. It's a language that we give people and say, this is another way that you can look at what you've been dealing with, your talents, your skills, your weaknesses, and your strengths. Yeah. Mm. I'm like taking notes as well. So this is really great. You know? (laughs) (laughs) So happy to hear that, man. Okay. Because I can keep y'all here forever. I'm going to try and wrap up your moon. So another part of your moon is that there is a conjunction with Mars. Okay. Okay. So with moon, with the Mars, Mars is all about your drive. It gives you energy. It's about sex. It's about how you get angry, uh, how you deal with frustration and irritation. Uh, it's what motivates you. Um, it's your push. Uh, it's your fight. It's how you fight. And um, girl, you got a sharp tongue, girl. I've heard that a time or two. <laughs> I've heard that before. Oh Start. man! I mean, you use words as weapons. You said this is Mars conjuncts with what? Your moon. Okay. Mm. Words so I'm talking weapons. about the <laughs> the not so great <laughs> expressions of this at the time, but there are good things. I'm going to get to the good things. I'm hitting you with the the challenges of that first. Okay. But yeah, it is, it creates passion and opinions. Mm. You're you're extremely opinionated. Mm. You have strong emotions. Woo! Very strong. Do you know me? (laughs) Because it feels like you've been around me before. These are. (laughs) Do you know me? Like. She knows me better than I know myself. Like, right. <laughs> no, I do not. I do not. But this is the thing, though. This is the thing. Your, your outburst and hot temper surprises you. And I don't know if other people know that about you. Like, <laughs> you, you don't sit here and you're not at home thinking about like I'm about to tell this bitch off and then blah 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 it just happens and then you can't stop thinking about it yes that is so true and I want to think about every other way I could have said that same thing because going back to the 12th house your Mars and moon are both in the 12th house these are programs that are running in the background yeah. These aren't things that you can like see. This is stuff that's happening back here. Yeah. So once that third strike has hit, you don't know. Mm-hmm. You don't know. Triggers. All you know is that you are pissed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and somebody about to get red today. That's all you know. Mm-hmm. And it's quite possible that the person who's getting these words, these weapons, because that's what they are. <laughs> These ninja stars, okay? Person who's getting these ninja <laughs> stars, the ninja stars are not even for them. Yes. Oh, I'm so sorry. 
It could be over some so shit. All of you. <laughs> wow. Oh, yes. The, the highly opinionated really jumped out because sometimes I'd be ready to die on the hill of my opinion. Like, I don't even... <laughs> <laughs> I always feel like I, it's my... No, I'm right. Like, I'm right. You know, it's even though I, I recognize that it's my opinion, but I just feel like I really need others to agree with that. Yeah, it evolves into being more. It's like you want, like you need the other people to be like, to see it your yeah. way. Right. Yeah. For sure. And Wow. I'll, know, I'll go into it knowing that it's an opinion, but somewhere along the right, way, right. <laughs> it becomes a fact, a truth. <laughs> Un undeniable. Yeah. Yes. The way your chart is set up, emotions aren't your favorite thing. And the reason why emotions aren't your favorite thing is because you enjoy rational thought. Mm -hmm. So when there's something that's happening, like this opinion that you're talking about, you're literally looking through it and thinking about it and looking in the crevice in the corners of this opinion to see if this is a real valid, strong opinion. Yeah. So when you express it, you probably express it a little bit more passionately than you realize, or a lot more passionately than you realize. <laughs> more than likely what's happening is that people are meeting your Mars. Mm -hmm. People are meeting that combative fighting energy. And they could just be disagreeing with it just because of the way that you said it. Right. Not necessarily the rationalized parts behind it. You did your work. You did your homework. You thought about it. You didn't just come out your ass and just talking out the side of your neck. What you're talking about is probably right. Mm -hmm. But the way you're saying I can, it. I can certainly agree that there have been times where I have disagreed with Sydney, Not because what she was saying was wrong. You know, like I would think about it later on, like, Huh, but me, with my own things I have going on, I'm not going to admit it right then, but I'll think about it later. It's just like, I didn't like the delivery. So I'm not going to address this or let you have that right now. I can't. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, girl. Wow. Yeah, girl. But the cool thing about having your moon and Mars conjunct in your 12th house is that you are a fighter for anybody who's vulnerable. You are a fighter for anybody who's in a vulnerable situation. Not only can you feel their pain, you know where it's coming from. Yes. And that's why you fight for people like that. It's a very caring, like just caring warrior. Yeah. It's who you are. Yeah, I've, I've called myself an empath before. And sometimes I've had to say, like, like especially in high school, I think about, like, myself in high school a lot and how I had this one best friend and I would, like, want to just fight all her battles for her and just, like, always mm. just, like, going so hard for the things she was going through. And that actually took a lot out of me. Like, just always constantly going harder for her than she was even going for herself it seemed you know so yeah. I felt like that was taking too much for me and I need to not do that but I yeah. still have those feelings 
about my loved ones. Shayna knows, like, I'd be ready to fight for my friends if they're, like, going through something or, like, struggling with something. It's, like, literally always, it's always somebody else's stuff. It's always somebody else's stuff. It's easier for me to, like, talk through that or deal with that or focus on that than even to deal with my own stuff that I have going on because I I feel for them so much. Yeah. And you Mm -hmm. can, you literally feel for them. Literally. Right. I just keep my apps running in the background and I'll be using my four right front to address for the good. (laughs) While I'm like not having any battery left because I'm worried about stuff too and all stuff. Yes. Mm, And I'm not in therapy and I need to be obviously because that's the only way. Oh my goodness, girl. (laughs) See, look at you better talk to yourself. You better talk. We're walking out of this astrology read with tools Ooh. to improve our lives. Like, yes. this is, I'm, I'm literally this is real. Like, yes. 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 This, this is what we about. always wanted. Yeah. Oh, I'm so yes. happy to be that person to give it to you. It, it literally makes my Thank you so person. much. I cannot. I cannot. This is why I love doing it. It's stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Right. So that's an overview of your mood. Yeah. Like we haven't even delved into like your relationship with your mom, the relationship with your body, the we relationship with other people. Call, you know? Uh, <laughs> yeah. And we're going to, yeah, I feel like this needs, we, I am happy to unpack this uh, like on a, you know, on a deeper level. Cause the plant, like, wow, that was just the moon. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's heavy. Just the moon. So much information. So much information. Just the moon. So what I normally do, like when I'm doing a mini reading, I will go over the person sun, moon, and rising sign because those are the most important basics. It makes up the foundation of who you are. Yeah. So the way you emote and nurture your moon, Uh, Mm -hmm. the way your purpose and identity, the sun where your purpose is going, rising, how you view life, rising sign. Those are very important things to each person that's here on this dimension in this human experience. Yeah. So I'll go through that and give them 20 minutes. I have yet to do 20 minutes because, again, I talk too much. But um, (laughs) but I give them only 20 minutes to, like, go through their stuff. And as you can see, like, it's taking, what, an hour for us just to do your move? Yeah, well, we run in our mouth yeah. too, but yeah. it's crazy the way that how deep you can go. Right. Let's just keep mm-hmm. going with Shayna's, and I definitely will be like hitting. We can up. follow up. Yeah, like for those <laughs> other <laughs> for the additional. I'm so excited. Okay, so I do want to make sure that you were born at noon. Yes. Okay, because some people will get those two confused. And it's it's like noon or 12.01. Like, that's what my mom, she's like, 12 or 12.01. That's what I needed. Okay. Okay. We about to get into some facts. Okay. You're a day chart. Okay. So that means that your sun is a little bit more important than your moon. We got I felt like, I felt that. <laughs> I felt like I'm not in any way like I don't give off air like I give off Aries but like you know I really felt like my Aquarian 
it, it, it stands out. It shines brighter than the moon. Yes. And okay. it is in your ninth house, but your MC is in your ninth house right next to your sun. So your sun being in Aquarius, right? But it's in the ninth house. Your MC is also in the ninth house. What is an MC? This is your mid heaven. Right. So mid heaven has to do with your career. It has mm -hmm. to do with your outer personality, what you present to the world. Your 10th house and 9th house is, well, your 10th house is very visible. And normally the midheaven is in the 10th house, but yours mm -hmm. is in the 9th, right next to your son. Hmm. So that shows me that your recognition for your identity and who you are is extremely important to your career. If you are a part of any type of career where you don't get to express yourself and your identity and get recognized for that, that's going to make you feel like you're in a box. I'm struggling, sis, in my corporate job today. Like, I swear to you. It's just like that. Keep going, please. Just <laughs> And with your son, right, and your midhaven, being in the ninth house, the ninth house is such a beautiful house. It's one of my favorite houses, okay? The son loves being in the ninth house, loves it. It finds its joy, is how we say it in astrology world. It finds its joy in the ninth house. So with your son being in the ninth house, it's very comfortable there. And it's about travel. Mm -hmm. It's about philosophy. It's about beliefs. It's about spirituality. It's about culture. It's about higher education. You are a forever student. You have a curiosity to you that just keeps going. So it's not a surprise that you two are linked up because her curiosity in her Gemini moon and your curiosity in your, your son being in the ninth house links up. Mm -hmm. You can't get enough. You're curious about the world. <laughs> Reach out and touch. <laughs> Your curiosity is more along the lines of different philosophies, unorthodox philosophies and spiritualities. You want to dive into stuff that the mainstream folks are not looking into. It's like, why isn't anybody looking at this belief? Why? Let's explore that and find out why they're not. The sun in Aquarius next to the Midhaven, I cannot express how much your identity needs to be able to express and be big in your job, in your career. Also, it needs to be around those things. So you were telling me that you were doing some stuff with money. That's going to drain you. Mm. Okay. And the reason why is because you want to express and explore different cultures. You want to travel. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like you want to be the professor at, at a university. I don't know. Did y'all go to college? Yeah, we went to college together. Okay. So did any of y'all have like that real 
quirky professor that was kind of cool, but uh, just did the beat of her own drum or his own drum? Yes, we had a couple of those. That's I'm more... thinking specifically about that African-American studies professor and the one we had in CRS that had questioned the Bible. Like, yeah. the, both of those classes we were in, but yeah. yeah. That's you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Something similar, not saying that you have to be a professor, but something similar where you know your shit, you know you're an expert in your field and you have done the work. You've done the work. Mm -hmm. However, you're not going to be like every other professor on the universe in the university. Like you're not. You're going to teach in a way that's off the beaten path because you're like, I've tried the rest of these other things. Doesn't feel like the students are picking it up. So I'm going to find another way. What about these over here that nobody's been looking at? What's wrong with these teaching methods? I'm going to dive into that. And then I'm going to start using it within my own classroom. And now my students love me. Preach it. This is really, this is it. I am going back to school for psychology. I want to be a marriage and family therapist. And I always say like, when I complete it, like what is going to be like, I see what everyone else is doing in the different methods, but I also see, you know, those unique things that people are doing in therapy. And I'm, I look forward to finding what that special, you know, unique thing is going to be for me once I um, finish and start practicing. Yes. Very, very delicious. Yes. Do that. Mm -hmm. So if you're thinking about, cause I've done my best to not be on your, you all's Instagram page from the time you all told me that you wanted a reading. Cause I didn't want any information from there. Yeah. It was very hard because your Instagram page is lit. <laughs> it is lit. It's very lit. And you would come up and like, no. Because <laughs> I want I want the stars and the planets to speak to me. I don't want Instagram to speak to me. So mm-hmm. the only reason why I know about your money uh job, money heavy job, is because of what you said in this podcast. So whatever you're doing with that. It's just to let you know this is why it's draining you. Mm-hmm. Because when you're talking about the therapy, the marriage counseling, you get to show up in that. And that's very important to whatever career you decide to get to. You, your authentic self, you have to show up in that. And if you're mm-hmm. not allowed to do that and you got to cut off arms and legs, and I know as Black women, we do that anyway, but for you, more importantly, Like it's going to drain you to a point where you're just going to be like, why, why am I angry getting up? Yeah. I have so much to be grateful for. And yet I don't want to do any of the things it's because you're drained. So once you get back to the place where you're able to do these teaching things that you're talking about, the therapy stuff that you're talking about, and you get to do it in your own unique Aquarian way that's when you'll Mm -hmm. start feeling that vitality of life start filling you up again and you wow and I've been wondering you said sun sign is is your purpose right like that's kind of your guiding light or something like that right yeah that's where your energy is coming out of it's like it's coming from a vocal point and it's coming out and it's going towards something Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and your energy is going towards culture and travel 
in higher education. That's where it's going towards. Right. There's a lot of people who have a purpose in their um, midheaven is not the same. Like they could be something totally different. But because your son is so close, it's two degrees from your midheaven, midheaven. It's so close that your identity and your job, if they don't match up, you're going to be so drained. That's, That's where you so get all crazy. Wow. That really, that really makes me like, it just puts things in perspective. Like I know what I need to do and how to prioritize things. Yeah. Wow. And how to move at work. Like with work, I don't necessarily deal with big money. Like the money thing I was talking about was really more so for planning a birthday party right now where I oh, had to collect. Yeah. I had to collect a lot of money and also put in money from my end as well. But in the workplace, I'm an admin and I work in finance. And a lot of it is scheduling the meetings and doing all the work and really being recognized for it, but not really. It's like almost like I manage your entire schedule. And if it weren't for me, you wouldn't be doing these things so successfully, but I don't get the recognition for that. And that really does like bug me. It bugs mm -hmm. me that they underestimate like the power of an assistant and also you don't get to be like your authentic self like right said, like you don't really get to put like your own stamp on a, a system that like was yeah to do you know what I mean like exactly everything is just pretty much autopilot it's robotic like it's definitely no doubt that I'm I'm a planner I love to plan organize like yeah. you know post events and do things like that or like plan travel but at work it's just it's different you know it's corporate it's finance even though they like to promote being your authentic self I still feel like can you you know like so no, yeah <laughs> have a feeling that if you showed up as your full Aquarius self that they would not accept that right exactly it would be too much for them yes you know that mm -hmm. and Aquarius energy is about freedom and community anyway. It is about liberty and, and just really making sure that the community that you have around you is feeling that freedom. You feel like it's a basic right that everybody should have. But if yeah. you don't feel free yourself, right, then all of that energy is going into freeing yourself first. Mm -hmm. Right. And you're not doing what you want to do, which is make sure that other people feel free and accepted. Right. Mm -hmm. And you're giving that to a corporate job that's draining the hell out of you. You don't want that. She's about to make this change very soon. Right, right. Yes. <laughs> the pandemic was a terrible thing considering like all the bad things that came out of it. But why I say working from home for me was like a blessing because mm -hmm. I don't have to deal with showing up to a place where I can't be my authentic self anyway. Yes. And now I feel like I'm giving a little more of that authenticity now that we're working from home. That makes sense. No, that makes mm -hmm. sense. So let's go into your, well, actually, before I move forward, a lot of things, the, the Aquarius energy, there's a, there's a dichotomy that's going on with what Aquarius energy is in the first place. If we're talking about our, um, brothers and sisters who are part of the dominant culture, you'll see a lot of hippie, flowery, like, let's all hold hands and sing Kumbaya. And they think that that's Aquarius energy. Yeah. 
it, it, I will not say it's not. I will say my expression and my experience of Aquarius energy is not that. Mm -hmm. Aquarius energy. That's what hair told us it was like. And everybody just went with that. Like, they were like, oh, yeah, the musical, you know, it's the age of Aquarius. Like, da 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 like, Right, right. <laughs> you do read about them being more, like, free thinking or, like, free, you know, whatever. Like, you hear that in various, like, you know, a horoscopes that you read or whatever. Yes. But um, you're right. You're totally right. Like, yeah, Shana is definitely, like free thinking you know she has some of those qualities but like would I say she's just out here like walking around barefoot like you know just really <laughs> out here while and living a hippie life absolutely not like that is not anything that she's having right <laughs> whichever you go by even traditional or modern astrology because modern astrology will say that Uranus is the ruler of Aquarius traditional astrology will say Saturn is but even in modern astrology, um, they will say that Saturn is the co-ruler of Aquarius. Mm -hmm. So just coming from that aspect of Saturn being there, it is, Aquariuses are what I like to call the paradox of the Zodiac. <laughs> I enjoy them because they love people. They love studying people. They're like the sociologists of the Zodiac. Um, they study um, people from a bird's eye view. And I enjoy the insight that they get because when you're in an airplane looking down on your city, the city looks freaking different. Mm -hmm. It looks so different than you being in it. Right. And that's where Aquarius stays. They stay in the air. They're, <laughs> they're an air sign. So they stay up there and they constantly are just studying people like, why are you doing that? Why would you do it like this? Why does she do it like this? They're constantly studying people. They love humanity. They want humanity to be better. Mm -hmm. They try and come up with all these ideas and mental things that they could just like, oh, if people could just do this, I think it'll change humanity on a grand scale, right? But the thing with Aquarius is, is they forget to come back down to earth. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about that. <laughs> they just <laughs> stay in the air. Okay. So the water bearer, the water bearer is the sign of the Aquarius, right? So you're pouring out water. That water represents mm -hmm. ideas. It represents all these type of visions. And, and a better future for everybody. And they're just pouring these ideas on everybody. All right. Water can also mean emotions. Right. So they're just like trying to like study emotions and all this other stuff. Yet they don't get wet. I'm dead with the water, the water like imagery right now. It's just killing me. I got that water. <laughs> You but they never me. get they never get wet. Let's talk about that, please. They, they like to detach from their emotions because they want to be objective. They mm -hmm. want to give an idea and a concept that's fully thought out. However, they forget to plug back into those emotions. Mm -hmm. So they love people, right? Because they're in the plane and they're looking down and they're like, oh, 
I, I could see why she did what she did because her her situation is different from this person over here and they don't see that because they're in it and I'm above it, right? So then they go down and they go and talk to these people and they still are detached from their emotions. So now they're just giving dry ass uh, guidance and advice mm. without attaching to their emotions. So they love people in theory. <laughs> Mm-hmm. They enjoy studying people and they're really f- friendly and social. But when they start interacting with people, they get challenges that start to come up because they're like, well, what do you want me? Like, why are you crying about it? Like, I'm giving you the solution. Mm-hmm. The solution's right here. Like, why are we crying? <laughs> well, because I just, I just don't understand. Well, I, I talked to you and I gave you the understanding on why. So I, that's why I'm still lost on why you're crying. Wow. <laughs> like that is, <laughs> that is an, I want to, I want to be better. I want to be better with that. But like, how, how, how do you how do come you down? You know what? How do you get yourself? Right. Like, how do I submerge my body in that? You know, like, cause I, I see this even with, my grandmother, like literally, you know, we, she's like, we're best friends. We talk all the time and she's always wanting to just, you know, not always wanting, but she's a cancer. So, you know, she's very much like always expressing like, yeah, he, Michael really hurt me with that, you know, like, and I'm like, hurt you have, like you let yourself, you know, like, it's like, but I, why am I saying like, you let yourself get hurt when like, these are your feelings. Yeah. You yeah. know? So it's like, how can I, and I re- sometimes when I say it and I'm like, damn, that was a little, that was a little harsh. Like I probably should, you know, and instead of saying like, that was harsh, I'll probably just call back and talk some more, you know, like be, be present, like yeah. be there, but like, can't really say like, Hey, I shouldn't, have, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have present. Like I shouldn't have done that. You know, like, what can I do? <laughs> you have you're going to have a challenge, challenge connecting to your emotions, because if you're looking on how to connect to your emotions, we're looking to your moon, right? That's and that's Aries. for antibody. And it's Aries. That Aries is ugly. Ugh. Well, you know, like just not, uh, they're just very hard, very aggressive, like just super, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I wish y'all could see the hand motion I made now. It is, Aries are direct. That's a better word for them. They're just direct. They don't have as much compassion as they, even they want to have. They're just not a compassionate sign. They're action oriented. So you're coming up with all these ideas through your son in Aquarius, and then you go to your moon to get them done. Mm -hmm. What you have to remind yourself that there's nothing wrong with what's going on between your moon and your son coming up with these great ideas. Fantastic. And then going to your moon to get them done. Awesome. Not everybody else has that. And you have to remind yourself of that. That is a talent you have. Not everybody else has that. Mm-hmm. Right, I can't be project like this. Yeah, the projections, assuming that everyone else can handle their like handle it or whatever. Correct. Oh, even I can't handle my emotions sometimes. That's why I run away from. And that's the second thing. 
um, you kind of got to get into those emotions, girl. Right. I need therapy too. You got to get connected into those emotions. You got to get connected with your son being so close to your mid haven. That also means that is in opposition to your IC. Okay. What's that? Mm -hmm. Your IC is about your roots. It's about your private life. It's about your childhood. It's about your upbringing. It's about how your family was. And your IC is in the third house, where normally the IC is in the fourth house. Oh, I'm just all off by one. (laughs) You're a very special girl. (laughs) You're a very special girl. Okay, so (laughs) when you have this IC in the third house, you have a family that's really, really focused on education. You have a family that can be very pressed towards like articulation. You need to speak the queen's English, proper English. It could be very, your sisters or your brothers were more of your family and your parental people than your parents were. Your cousins um, were more part of your life. Um, But all in all, with your son being an opposite of your IC, that means that the recognition wasn't happening for you when you were a child. Mm. Not the ones that you wanted, at least. The recognition Mm. that you craved for for when you were a kid did not happen. So it's possible that you expressed your vulnerabilities or your emotions in a way and you were taught to suppress those. Mm. And you know that when you do express your emotions, because we're talking about Aries, they can be very fiery. And you're like, there is no solution to this, right? Me being fiery and do the emotions, I see the end of it rationally. I don't need to express these emotions because they don't help. They just burn Mm. things. And I don't want to just burn things all the time. I want to be constructive and useful. So you have to reprogram what's going on with your emotions and your feelings. And you have to be like, these aren't destructive and emotion uh, um, and burning everything around you. That's not what's happening. Your emotions are valid because they're your emotions. And you can find constructive ways to get that fire out. But you can't suppress it. Mm. Suppressing mm. it is like swallowing swallowing a grenade because you have a fire moon like my, myself. And I know what it feels like when you're angry. You can feel it. You can feel fire literally in your veins. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you swallow it because you're like, this is not going to be okay. Like I'm about to burn everybody. The building, the boss. Right. Because uh, <laughs> if I allow myself to get upset, it, it just becomes like very hot headed, very like angry, like literally heated, you know? Wow. And I'm like so trying to think like, back then, like who who told who made me suppress my emotions growing up? Like it could be something as simple as, you know, being in the household. Like my grandmother, she raised me primarily, even though my mom and dad, they were around like in my younger, younger years. But like, um, you know, my grandma, she would always kind of say, like, 
you know, don't have people in your business type thing. You know, it could be something as simple as that that makes you feel like, wow, well, I can't share. I'm, I can't share. Yeah, I'm not going to really share what's going on in my love life or what's going on, you know, just with me personally because it's private, it's personal or whatever. But that is, you know, adding to whatever emotional, yeah. like, turbulence. Yeah. You, yeah. You can't. That's another draining thing that's going to happen. If you're mm-hmm. all person giving these great ideas and great plans and plans of actions to your, your, your friends, because your moon is in the 11th house of community friends, networking. Um, it's the house of good fortune. Okay. So you have a great place to have your moon. Um, I definitely do. It's so crazy. Like my grandmother always said, like you have friends, like you have an amazing group of friends. And it's literally like, it's true. Like I have any one of my friends, I'm pretty sure. Well, not any one of them, but for, for the most part, there are a handful of people that I can call to actually disclose how I'm feeling. You need to rely on those friends a little bit more. They feel honored to do it for you. That Mm -hmm. is so true, sis. I do. It'll be an honor. I know I'd be dumping on you sometimes, you know. (laughs) (laughs) We gotta like hold each other, you know what I mean? So that's right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You are Aries is a leader. They're courageous. They're they're a fighter and they're a warrior. They have no problem doing any of those things. And because it's an eleventh house, you do that for your friends. You have no problem Mm -hmm. even being a leader to make the decisive decisions. Like, all right, where are we going for girls night out? I don't know what you want. I don't. Okay. I guess we're going for Mexican. Like you, you have no problem doing stuff like that. However, you have to let them do that for you too. Mm -hmm. You got to, and they feel, I'm telling you, these folks feel so, (laughs) because you have the moon there, so excited to do it for you. I'm pretty sure whenever you have been vulnerable with them, they just be like, I must be somebody special because I know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It is like, such a rare thing. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I'm just, you don't be talking to just anybody. Oh, no. <laughs> it, is, <Yes. laughs> it is beautiful. So just that's how you connect. I mean, that's where this whole conversation started. You're like, how do I connect to my emotions again? It's by being vulnerable. And that's a challenge for you because Aquarius, when I think of Aquarius, I think of those like kids that were in high school who were like too cool to be cool. Mm. You know what I mean? And they were just always wearing something that was different and something you would never put together and they put it together and it just works. Mm. (laughs) It just works. It's like, how? They're like the cool kids. They are, but they don't want to be cool, you know, because they're too cool to be cool. However, <laughs> they enjoy being an individual. They enjoy being special. And they want other people to experience that too. This is Shayna in college. This is what like kind of drew me to her. Because she was like, even in, even in the sense of fashion, as you just said, like she was definitely putting stuff together differently than anything I had ever seen before. Like she had this really cool haircut. And I'm like, okay, like <laughs> haircut, you know, everyone was wearing like their perm, you know, their long regular permed hair. We were wearing wraps or whatever the style was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cut. 
and stuff like that. So like she definitely wants to be unique, even to this day. Like she definitely yeah. wants to like kind of put her own, you know, spin. Um, mm -hmm. on it yeah yeah and with Aries it's the same thing they enjoy being individuals so that it's challenge true. for kind of doing it alone like you don't mind doing a trend by yourself as long as it works for you and your identity like I'll do this until the day I die if I want to like you're not going to mm -hmm. bend anybody's rules or anything because you have your identity and your specialness is important to you right however yeah that vulnerability aspect is that's why it's such a challenge. You know what I'm saying? That's mm -hmm. why it's such a challenge because you enjoy doing things solo. You enjoy it. You don't mind doing it in your group in your tribe or whatever. However, but you like alone time. You like who you are, you know? And that's why it's such a paradox. That's why I enjoy Aquarius so much because they are the people who make sure that everyone's identity can show up in the group, that everybody has space to be their special, unique selves collectively. So if that means somebody needs to compromise a little bit in order for this other person to shine over here, they have this like second nature way of being able to make this person compromise without like them fucking with their identity. So everybody can just coexist in this in this space. So when people talk about that Aquarius energy being so hippie, like that's what they're really talking about. Aquarius has a really great way and knack and they have great ideas and concepts for everyone to show up fully as their authentic selves together. Mm -hmm. When we were in Jamaica, I showed up a day after all of you guys and like Chanel, she like gave me a hug like, Sheena, thanks for coming. You're the life of the party. And not to like say it like, okay, you guys weren't, but just yeah, like saying, you like, know. You really bring it all together. So yeah, like it'll like, it just tied it all in. As far as like allowing people to be their individuals, I was like, I'm so big on that. Like, I mean, I have a very wide range of friends. They don't look the same. It would be, you know, people might be like, hmm, how'd you, how'd that happen? But it's just like, everyone's unique and they all have something special too. Yeah. Right? So that always like, yeah. I'm always attracted to that. Yes. And she and always say in college, this is like one of the catchphrases I always think of with her is let them live. Like, let me live. Like she would always say that. Cause I would always be like, why is like, you know, being admittedly a bit judgy what <laughs> so like doing this or whatever she'd be like let them live like <laughs> i would say that's probably your mantra i mean the way your mm -hmm. your birth chart is set up that is your mantra let them live right let them live yeah and, i mean once you're able to get that vulnerability on point, which to be honest with you, if you're going to do this therapy thing, um, my bachelor, I have a bachelor's degree in psychology. I did not get a master's. So if that's what you're going for, then I do not have any insight on that. However, going, <laughs> going to class and getting my degree in psychology, you were like ready for filth pretty much every class. You're like, oh, okay. Mm. Right. I'm looking forward and I, I really look forward to that because, you know, finding a therapist, it's it's a job in itself and like finding the right one. And it's been a struggle for myself and a couple of my other friends. So it's just like 
I'm looking forward to taking these classes and, you know, not self-diagnose, but like to really put some of these things like to, you know, apply it to myself because there's so I have so many questions and yeah, I'm looking forward to the reading, like read me to filth. Yes, I enjoyed (laughs) even the classes because I I will, you know, put myself out there since y'all have been vulnerable all (laughs) this whole entire thing. I, even the class that I failed twice, it was called cognitive psychology. I failed it twice and enjoyed both times. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I still enjoyed the class. I'm just like, it was just such a hard abstract concepts are very difficult for me. And mm-hmm. when they, this has nothing to do with nothing, but when they started out with, you don't interact with anything in this world. You don't interact with anything. You interact only with your perception. Mm. That was day one. Mm. Okay. Wow. And I'm just sitting here looking at everybody around me like, so nobody got those bars? Those are bars. (laughs) No one? Right, right. (laughs) What do you mean? That's definitely something. You got to repeat that. I was so stuck. I was stuck on that concept literally for a month. I was, but no, 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 back to what, like, what do you mean? You literally don't touch anything? No, you don't touch anything. You touch the force field that's around things, but you don't touch anything. You only interact with your, uh, your perception. That is so wow. true. You mm-hmm. only interact with what you know, with what you can conceive. Girl. So when you do stuff like that, when you're going to school for stuff like that, you'll find how to reattach to those emotions. Mm. Wow. They're fiery. A healing, a healing is on the way. Yes. But practice for- with your friends. Practice yes. in the time by telling them what's going on and yeah, trusting right. that they are strong enough to handle those big emotions that you have. Mm-hmm. You don't have anybody weak around you. You can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You would sniff it out. You would sniff it out. You don't, you don't have friends that are sheep. So they're strong enough true. to handle your fire. And they'll tell you when you're out of pocket. Be like, oh, okay. So we like that today. Oh, okay. <laughs> right, right. That I need to deal with too. Being able to accept that. I think that's another part of it too. Being called out. It's tough. It's it tough. I mean, I know we're about to probably wrap up here soon, but I didn't really get too far into your your Aries moon, but your moon squares your Neptune. Okay. And Neptune is a planet of artistic creativeness, spirituality. It deals with kind of merging and dispersing yourself into something. It could be confusion. Um the rose-colored glasses comes from Neptune. Um, so with a moon squared to Neptune, you are extremely sensitive. And yes. people don't know. <laughs> like, they don't. They really? don't. Like, it's really weird, the things that trigger me and will make me cry. Like, it could be, you know, and that could be, I could have some background windows as well that I didn't address. But still, like, you know, it's amazing how something so simple could cause tears from me when you know there are other moments when I'm sitting here looking like well why are you crying or that's not or something I should be crying about it's what how how did I you know manage to not yeah or whatever 
Yeah. yeah. And with your moon being so fiery, like people who have a heavy Neptune energy overstimulation is just a lot. It is a lot for them and they have to go by themselves to kind of process all of that stimulation and stimuli that's coming towards them. So you being connected to a moon that enjoys stimulation, it's very easy for you to get overstimulated and be irritated and frustrated because too much is coming at you at once. Mm -hmm. And that line is very thin. Mm -hmm. It's very thin. So that could be contributing to that. Also, uh, I don't want to say insecurity, but um, apprehension to express yourself because you don't know where that line is. You don't know. You don't know where you're having fun and enjoying the excitement where that turns into like, it's too much. And so something small could be the one that triggers it. You know, somebody, I don't know. I don't know. Saying your name that, that isn't right. You know, now, like now everybody about to get it. And you're like, this is not the time to burn everything down. Why would that be the one thing that, I mean, people have done this my entire life and now it's a problem. Why, why? It's because overstimulation, you're sensitive to it. Mm. Even though you crave it and enjoy it, that line, when it gets crossed, you need time by yourself to kind of like just bring it all together, digest it and calm things down. So I really enjoyed reading both of you all's charts for different things. And for yours, amazing. Um, man, my pleasure. And I enjoyed yours because you had so many paradoxes happening in your chart that I have just, I've never seen before. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like you need space, but you love people. You want everybody to be themselves. However, like you're not allowing yourself to be yourself at your job. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is life? I believe like seriously the paradox that's it right there because sometimes I'm like so strange like how yeah hypocritical I could be sometimes like about certain things it's just like but look at you you know you do I'm able to advise others but take the advice for myself it's just yeah wow I can, I can see that but for both mm-hmm. of y'all and I, I feel like I tell this to every one of my clients and I don't and it all shows up differently. But for both of y'all, y'all have got to be easier on yourselves. Mm-hmm. You really do. Uh, the perfectionism that comes in for you, Sydney, is strong. Mm. And everybody that I have talked to who has heavy Virgo energy, I always repeat this. Everybody knows that I have said this. Perfection is not a goal. It is not a goal. Mm. Not wow. one. It is not one. Perfectionism, and I'm going to go off uh, the cuff here, but perfectionism, I believe, is a part of society that, how do I say this without being, because I don't, I don't want to be PC, however, I don't want to be offensive at the same time. But the perfectionism that has been taught to us is not a part of our culture. Mm. And a baby walks, is trying to walk, and they stumble and fall you don't see them sit there and cry over it because they're not getting it perfect they get back up and they try again that's the Mm -hmm. natural order of human experience it's learning there are no mistakes it's just learning right 
you just learn like, okay, well, I can't balance all the way on my right foot because <laughs> that's not going to help me walk. So yeah. let's try on my left foot. Oh, that didn't work out either. So I got to find a balance between the two of them. It's not a mistake. It's just an opportunity to learn. Mm. And so the paradox that are running through your chart, girl. <laughs> Shame. <laughs> <laughs> Once you're able to find that balance between those two and accept those paradoxes the way that you accept all the weirdos in your group. (laughs) (laughs) So the acceptance that you bring to the group, you bring that to yourself, girl, you will be not that you're not unstoppable now, but like a lot of that stuff that goes on in your inner dialogue will calm down. It's okay to be overly sensitive and then detached at the same time. It's called balance. Yes. That's all it is. But in your mind, you're like making it out to be something extreme and wrong. And it's not. You're just trying Mm -hmm. to find, you're trying to find the balance. We all should be doing it. Yeah. Wow. This was great. Yeah. You have any questions? I need to just like, you know. I have to really soak all this in <laughs> and then like get a follow up, you yeah. know, personal off the I air or something. Because this was, yeah, this was amazing. Thank you so much for joining us and for really, you know, just enlightening us and nurturing our souls. Like this was so good. This was a really great way to start the day and. I am so happy that seven. Thank you so much. Do you want to shout out your, where people? Yes. So others can also, you know, receive this good reading, please. Yes. Please hit me up on the DM. So you will find me on Instagram. It's seven Durant. So it would be the number seven E V E N D U R A N T. So it's seven Durant. Just replace the S with the number seven and you should be able to find me on Instagram. DM me and we will set up an appointment. We can do Zoom for those who are too busy. We can do Marco Polo where I would leave the reading and then whenever you want to hit me back uh, with your questions, I'll answer them and we'll go from there. And right now I'm doing $20 mini readings. So I will go over your sun and your moon and your rising and I will do it as quickly as I can, but I just, I get so passionate <laughs> and mm-hmm. I talk so much. I have so much to say um, that probably it won't be 20 minutes. However, um, yeah, I do $20 for 20 minutes and we'll cover those basic uh, things. And then you come back whenever you want to get a little bit more in depth. You know, we did okay. not cover your first house or your seventh house, seventh house is a relationships, 10th house is about your career uh right. the first house i'm a definitely i'm a definitely need to hit you up with, yeah, with the relationship thing about, on a side <laughs> on a side tip you right. know like right i would love to i would love to because y'all have some some interesting aspects that are happening with your descendant and that and that tells a lot about your relationship so there's a lot to still uncover Please yeah. hit me up again at we Seven Durant <laughs> on Instagram. 
And it's very, very easy to do. Like, you don't even have to leave your house. You could be in your pajamas. I probably prefer it. And um, (laughs) we'll we'll dive into it. (laughs) But thank y'all so much for this opportunity. I cannot tell y'all how important it is for us to support each other in stuff like this. And not everybody gives me the opportunity to like do this. And all I want to do is serve humanity in this way. This is a talent and a gift that I've been given. And I just want to give back to my people and to anybody who's a part of the human race. So thank you so much for this platform for me to just express myself in my authentic way. And um, I just, I can't, I can't say how grateful I am. I'm extremely over the top grateful that you gave me this opportunity. Oh, yay. Yay. Thank you. You have no idea how much this means to us. Like, we're just like, (laughs) happy we've met you. So thank you so much. Yes. Anytime, please. Anytime. I mean, this is feeling like the Erica Badu, Jill Scott versus like just a lot of love, a lot of sharing, a lot of like. I just feel great now that I can go and like stalk y'all on your Instagram page. I just feel like don't, don't <laughs> right, right. right. Don't. Now I can stalk you for real. Like, yes. I can't wait. And make sure y'all check out her Instagram page, Seven's Instagram page, because it does have some beautiful like gems and tips. And she has this wonderful name, Astralo T. Like, yes! I think that that is super cute. <laughs> Get all your astrology tea from there. Yes, I got it because I actually had a podcast that I did back in the day and I called it Seven T. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, I'm not ready to really let that go. So right. I, like, I, I like astrology. You should, you shouldn't. You hold on to that. That's good. Yeah, <laughs> I enjoy it a lot. So thank you guys. Thank you for that shout out. Well, you know where to find us at Samia Podcast, Samia Podcast at gmail.com. I'm at Sydney Poppins too. I'm Cheeky Bobby. And that's another episode of Samia Podcast signing out.